Our man Terry Flanagan paid a visit to the Natural History Museum in Dublin. It's a great place to visit, is it not, Terence Flanagan? <laughs> yes, it is indeed, Derek. I was in the Natural History Museum, a great place to visit. You know, that was built back in 1857. It's nearly 170 really? years old, nearly. And you know what? You stroll in the back door and it's just like walking back in time. And of course, everyone loves it. There's something like 300,000 visitors per year. And of course, it's free. It's the ideal location for a visit on a, a wet Sunday afternoon. Now, despite its relatively small size, there's a vast collection of over 10,000 specimens on display in its galleries. Wow. And that's just a tiny fraction of the estimated 2 million specimens in the museum. And one of the most unusual for me has got to be the sunfish. It's so unfish-like and the, the children, they're amazed by it. It's got this huge flat disc-like shaped body. It's bigger than me and it's got this really startled look on its face. So while I was there, I met up with the keeper of the museum, Paolo Viscardi, and he filled me in on the life cycle of this incredible animal. Right, here we go, Terry. Here's an interesting specimen. Yes, this is the sunfish. This is the sunfish. And um, it's absolutely huge. Yeah, it's, uh, they, they do get bigger, but um, they, they're one of the biggest, in fact, I think that's the biggest um, bony fish that you get, and yeah. they can get to a couple of metres across. Yeah, you mentioned there it's a bony fish, because most fish are cartilaginous, is that right? Well, the sharks are cartilaginous. Yeah. There are a lot of bony fish out there. Most, mm. most fish are bony fish, but the sharks will be the ones that tend to get big. So you have things like yeah. the basking shark, the whale shark. Those are absolutely enormous. Mm. Most of the bony fish don't get that big. If I asked any of the kids around here, before they see this fish, I say, draw a fish for me. They'll never draw anything that looks like this fish here. This is so different to a normal fish, for want of a better word. It is like the sun, or it's like a, a large football. I would say the sun is more spherical. Yeah. Um, so it looks like some in the, it's a disc. They're, they're what I would refer to as a discoidal fish. So a disco fish, if you like. And they are really unusual because they, they swim in such a totally different way to any other fish because they they don't use their tail to swim most fish you know they they move in a kind of a a nice sinusoidal that kind of uh, wiggly movement and that is what pushes the water with their tails and that's what propels them forwards with these guys they actually swim a bit like a bird flies yeah so they have these big fins at the top and the bottom you can see there yeah they're and huge the dorsal fin and the uh, the ventral fin there and like they this, actually flap idea, them this like fish, wings this fish is as big as me yeah uh, a little bit bigger if anything and um, they, they're huge they are huge and they get to that size and you know these big flat kind of disc-shaped bodies and they're, they're called sunfish partly because you know they are big and round a bit like the sun but also because they they bask on their sides um so they because of the way they swim with this kind of flapping motion a bit like a bird they'll often go just beneath the surface of the water and they look like um the sun reflected in the water sometimes. can i ask a silly question if, if a fish is that close to the water and it's exposing itself to the sun do they ever become sunburned it's a great question actually i don't think they become sunburned because the layer of scales that they have um is offers some protection so in the same way that hair helps to kind of protect us from the sun, which is why we have hair at the top of our heads. Mm-hmm. Um, well, most of, us. most of us do, not all of us. <laughs> I, I'm getting a bit thin up there myself, but partly that's there to help protect you from the sun's rays on the top of your head. Mm-hmm. Um, hair is very, very useful for that. Feathers do the same thing, and that's why birds can be out in the sun all the time. They don't get sunburnt. And fish and reptiles generally, um, their skin is 
is protected by that layer of, of keratin, which is what scales are made of. They're such an unusual fish, and I know, because it says it here, they're actually found in Irish waters. Yeah, absolutely. There are quite a few spotted in Irish waters. Um, now, they are getting quite endangered, actually. They're, they're getting scarce, um, and they tend to be uh, victims of kind of overfishing. They, they, they bycatch. People don't catch them for them. They, catch, you know, they go out um, fishing for things like tuna and so on. And these guys get caught on the lines and you know, they tend not to survive very well. So their population has decreased by about 30% in the last kind of 10 years or so. What, what do they feed on? They feed on jellyfish. Right. Which, there are plenty of jellyfish out there. They're actually, so they're good. So yeah, yeah no, they're a useful thing. But of course, um, you know, things that feed on jellyfish tend to come a cropper when it comes to things like plastic pollution as well. Yeah, yeah. Because um, they think that a plastic bag floating in the ocean is a jellyfish and then they, they ingest them. Absolutely, yeah. And, you know, that's, that's an ongoing problem. It's the same for a lot of seabirds as well. Things like fulmers in particular feed on a lot of smaller um, organisms that float in, or organic material that floats on the surface of the water. And they pick up a lot of plastic because of it. They're not very fast swimmers. No, no, they're very slow swimmers. They swim with these big kind of slow flaps, big undulations from these fins, and that's what moves them around. But they hunt jellyfish, um, so they 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 don't need to be fast. And they swim close to the surface, so would you ever come in contact with them if you were swimming? Yeah, you can do, actually. Um, It's not that unusual, but they tend to be a little bit further out. They don't tend to hang around near beaches and so Mm. on. They are, as you say, quite large, and although they will go on their sides, they'll also kind of swim upright as well, so... They, and if you did encounter one, are they poisonous? Do they sting? Can they bite you? No, no, they're, they're big, gentle giants, really. They're not going to cause you any harm. Isn't the eye very distinctive? Yeah, it has a, this very kind of beady eye that's staring out at you. Um, and like I say, the kind of shock ex- shocked expression almost. Um, and that would have been installed by the taxidermist who prepared the specimen. Because, of course, when you take a specimen from the wild, you, you can't just put it straight on display because it will rot and stink the place out and you know you really don't want a two meter wide fish rotting in your uh, museum very much it's, and it's course, not a great it, idea it, it must be more difficult to to stuff if that's the correct term a fish as compared to say a mammal yeah it is um fish are quite difficult with with fur it's much easier to kind of cover up any mistakes really mm. um the form of the body is is also more familiar to a certain extent fish skin can be quite difficult to work with because you've got the scales and the skin itself is very very thin usually so the taxidermists who mounted this specimen were Roland, uh, were um, Williams and Son which are Dublin based taxidermists uh, they've and, done a great job oh they've done a great job um, I mean it's not it's not 100% accurate but it's pretty good um, well I'm impressed oh, no, I know I, I love this specimen um, the only thing is it's not much fun to move uh, I've had to move it before and uh, it's it's heavy and awkward and yeah I'd rather not have to move it again so anyone visiting the Natural History Museum the Dead Zoo this is one animal that you should definitely get to see. I definitely recommend taking a look at it. It's, uh, if only for the comedic co- expression on its face. Um, it always looks a little bit surprised, a little bit startled. But I would say don't come during the school holidays because you'll have a lot of competition. You, you'll see that it's pretty busy it today. Certainly is. It certainly is. Um, and we, we find that we've, uh, we've been very, very busy for the last while, which is fantastic in many ways, but also... Uh, We want to make sure that people enjoy their experience as well. Thank you very much indeed. Terry Flanagan and Paolo Viscardi and the Natural History Museum is open on Sundays and you can find all the details on our website rte.ie forward slash 